Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. How much wood would a wood slut suck if a wood slut would suck wood? And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I have the distinct pleasure of speaking with someone very dear to me, UK. Him and I had been talking online for years and years before I was finally brave enough to meet up, and now we get to enjoy all the goofy, kinky fun we'd always talked about with that foundation of, essentially, having known each other for over a decade. Today's story time is from Anonymous Big Top Fan, with a kinky story to share. Uh, now, he gives a heavy content warning, saying the story features the F-word and consensual non-consent, um, which was a bit confusing to me until I read it uh, and, and know what he means. He uses the F-slur quite a bit. Um, I initially didn't feel entirely comfortable reading this one out and considered skipping it altogether or working around it just because I didn't want to be insensitive. But on reflection, I really don't want to be censoring people's stories. These are supposed to be your words, how you chose to present them in the moment, and don't have to be perfect. To that end, this is his story and a reclaimed queer slur that he identifies with. So I am going to read it verbatim, just as a warning for anyone sensitive to that particular word. You can jump to 3 minutes 35 seconds to skip this story time. Here goes. Hello, Big Top listeners. I am an active kinky boy with a top secret fetish that I would like to confess. Online exposure and humiliation involving consensual non-consent. This is a kink where subs, faggots, gooners, sissies, slaves, and diaper cucks, among others, upload their nudes on websites tailored for this kink. The exposure can be extreme. The bare minimum is full nudes with face showing and in embarrassingly exposed poses like legs spread wide open with your butthole and penis visible. Imagine writing F-A-G in big, bold letters on your forehead with permanent marker and then posting it online. Some idiots even pose naked with private information like phone numbers, addresses, driver's licenses, passports, credit cards, and social security numbers. After posting these, any stranger can download it to control the sub's life, possibly permanently since it's the internet, and anyone can come across it. The kink is consensual, but... The lines are blurry. So many strangers have downloaded my nudes and information. The loss of control makes it so exhilarating. I never share my face on my other kink social media, but on exposure websites, I go all out. It is so dumb and dangerous, but I am addicted. In the exposure world, we call this the fag cycle. You come and regret after exposing yourself, but find yourself going back for more extreme exposure, seeking the thrilling chemical high. As the saying goes, once a fag, always a fag. I play with doms online who will give me risky fag tasks, such as drinking my piss, stripping in public places, licking public urinals while naked, torturing my cock and balls, walking outside in thick diapers at night, and more. My heart pounds at the fear of getting caught. I have to take pictures and videos of all of this as proof, and this gets shared to more strangers on Twitter and Telegram groups. I know that if there ever was a kink that needed kink shaming, this is it. Hmm. I hope my friends never find out, but the truth is, I am a faggot. Please expose me. Signed, Anonymous Fag. Whew, wow. 
I will say, I just want to caveat this quickly. Elements of this kink can be quite extreme in that they open you up to the potential for blackmail and abuse or harm. In the interest of safety, please don't be sharing personal information online, even within and rather especially within non-consensual play, consent is incredibly important. And while there's no shame, of course, on getting off on a loss of control, I do just want to urge everyone to be safe out there, especially online. In the same vein, as I always say with breath play, not to do it alone, please be careful out there. And obviously, as he alludes to, there are safe places in which you can do this kind of thing. Do please keep sending these in to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. Remember, it doesn't have to be perfect, and nothing gets said that you don't want read. Blah, 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 rate and review the podcast, blah, blah, blah. And today the circus is in Portsmouth, England, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. Um, In that case, if you're ready. Uh, yeah, I have some notes here, and I'm, I'm looking at them, and like, as always, it's just shit that I thought about. I've put bottoming. It's not hard. No, it isn't. That's it. That's the whole note. <laughs> Just wing it. Uh, what the hell is... Oh, oh. I wanted to uh, talk about something that got me into trouble, but I think I'm just going to not talk about that. Um, so, hey, hi, hello. Ow! Ow! My phone just fell on my finger. Um, hey, hi, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm great. I haven't seen you in ages, actually. No, I know. It has been nearly two years. Has it really? Yes, it was just after the first lot of COVID, wasn't it? Whoa. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. So let's backtrack then. So I remember... um, That was when we went to Kent. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because it was after that that I did Newsies Nook, and that was the first podcast I ever appeared on. And, uh, oh, actually, no, it wasn't. I did I did record one for a different podcast beforehand. Anyway, I, I was on Newsies Nook and uh I, I talked about that whole experience going to Kent because you and I had been talking for like a decade almost, right? Yeah, ages. Absolutely ages. Yeah. And it's funny because I see <laughs> a completely different person now to the little dork that messaged me on UMD all that time ago well it was fet life actually i think we started chatting on wasn't it yeah either or i've been on on those for so long i so i only went on to umd actually because like that's where i realized i could find clowns <laughs> well yeah apart from the circus because like pies and clowns kind of go hand in hand and like the actual like i engage with the pie side of things but the actual I, like, I'm not into the sensation. For me, it's the humiliation, and I don't like being wet. So <laughs> I, I kind of struggle with that. I just did, um, me and Duncan, a, a friend of ours, just, just did a session. And they both, you know, love their pies. And at some point, I'm sort of, I you know, I'm being a good sport, but I kind of made a joke about, like, cleaning up. And uh, when we finished... He's the uh, host says to Doug like, "Oh well, do you want to get showered off first? Because you're, you know, you're covered." And he was like, "No, I think we should let Barty because I know he is actually hating." <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, I absolutely am." <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Um. Well, f- for me personally, it's the whole sensation of being covered, and like the smushing. The yeah, smushing, smearing the whole shebang one phrase that i like to use is being engulfed in shaving foam oh i like that and that's kind of for anyone that's kind of seen uh some of my work especially with things like the clown cake anyone that's seen that the Mm -hmm. big shaving foam cake that's kind of the level that i'm talking about the sort of total encasing of somebody's head mm-hmm. in that kind of thick mixture is just an amazing feeling and some people have been lucky enough to find it out but obviously some people wouldn't enjoy it so much 
Well, you say that, but cake is different. Cake I could get behind because that's mostly dry and soft, and I like the idea of being completely engulfed in something like that. I think my thing is, it's twofold. It's it's one. I don't really enjoy the sensation of being wet specifically,、mm-hmm. so I don't mind shaving foam so much if it's really thick and fluffy.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when it's kind of like slippery that I don't like. But the other thing is the makeup and the getup, and also often my hair. Like I'm normally tying my hair up or wearing a hat, or you know, or just like it getting in my eyes, or you know, it just there's all these little things where it's like, especially if I'm I have like a, a, a red nose on, I either have to take it off and clean it out because it'll get filled with pie, or it goes in my ears, or if if the nose is glued on, then I can't get to it, and all of that kind of stuff. It's all those like little things that. Immediately psych me out of it.、Mm-hmm. That I think if I was just naked and maybe kind of dirty and like didn't care about getting messed up, I would actually love being cake smushed. Okay. See, for me, it's like there's the clowning side of it, but then there's like just the regular wham side of it as well. So you know, kind of the whole just. Getting gunged and having fun and that. Okay, do you do like proper gunge though? Yeah, because I've seen most of what you do, but I don't think I've seen you do like slimy, slimy, slimy. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay. There, there. It's not so much on UMD, but yeah, there, there has been some gunging, like um in the like those who've seen my UMD profile, um, there's. Um, a particular game that I played last summer with somebody called Messy Pong, where、mm. there was gunge and pies and a cake involved, and that had four buckets of gunge. Not a huge amount, but it was that was only one session of about five or six that were carried out over a couple of days. How much? Of, so I'm thinking now because. I'm very interested in a lot of like the moments that spark things, and so what is it for you really that? Because honestly, that that time that we went away actually was so momentous to me because it was like playing out all these fantasies that I've been too scared to even get in the room to do with someone.、Mm-hmm. Which yeah, like sounds so crazy now because now I'm like. Go, do, out and about, like you know, encouraging other people to do it. But for me, that was like the thing, right? So for me, that was the thing I was most embarrassed about because clowning was like my main kink. But is it for you that it's more like clowning is kind of a means to an end to、uh, contextualize the messy play,、Definitely. and it's more the gamification, right? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a con. It, as you say, it's a context. You know,、mm-hmm. it's a way of. Excusing getting messy, basically.、Mm-hmm. Like some people, just you know, go for it. You know, they're just like, oh, I'm just going to get messy. Da, 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 da. But for me, it's like I like to have a reason for、yeah. it. So hence why I like clowning. I like doing ga- games,、um, things like that, because it makes it fun as well. It has to、mm. be fun. It has to be silly.、Yes. Yes. As well, there has to be the silliness element because、mm-hmm. silly can be fucking sexy. Fuck yeah! And depending on, as I say, the chemistry with that person, the sillier it gets, the hornier it、mm-hmm. gets, the、oh. messier it gets.、Oh. <laughs> so、Honk. yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you make a fucking hot clown. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think that also really did a lot of things to me in terms of seeing you be willing. There's something about the willingness to be silly, right? That is really sexy. That kind of confidence. Well, but also like for me, it's like I rarely get a chance to be silly.、Mm-hmm. Like my my work is very serious. It's always been kind of a serious thing. And that, and it's just a chance to, you know, be somebody different for a couple of hours, whatever,、mm-hmm. and just fool around and be silly. And 
hopefully, as I say, have a bit of a mess around and mm-hmm. get pied, get messy. Shuck, yeah. But yeah, it, as I, I say, it's, the, the silliness has to be partly there. It's like... Yes, yeah, yeah. Even when I'm having, you know, a fairly sort of sexy session, as it were, there's still a silly element to it. Nothing is ever, you know, just straight laced, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think... If you could call any of this straight laced. (laughs) What are you talking about? This is so normal. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, actually my yardstick for like measuring what is and is it like... Kink is like my 24-7 life now. So every time I hang out with vanilla friends, I'm just like, oh my God, your lives are so black and white. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the silliness like for me is is such a big part of it. And I think it's a lot of things. It's confidence. It's, you know, being a shy kid. It's being weirded out by the extremity of like a clown and not knowing what that is. But then also there's so much more that, I've gotten into through it. And I think one of the things was like, I don't know. I think you were one of the people who really turned me on to the daddy clown. Okay. Because that. I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just, I don't know, made me feel really like taken care of and being able to melt into that and be like this, silly thing together I don't know being daddy's boy just kind of became a part of that and then I think that started me kind of down the rabbit hole into like ABDL and that kind of stuff but as I I totally get the 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 tip for tat thing I just think for me it's more relationship based Mm -hmm. so I'm all about the okay you're the daddy clown I'm the baby clown or whatever it is as opposed to oh let's play a game and see who's the winner and the loser. I love to like to fight and sort of wrestle and and figure that kind of thing out, but it's not for me kind of like this. I don't know that the game show element isn't quite my vibe. Mm -hmm. I like it to be a bit more personal than just like, Oh, he's the loser. He's having this thing done to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Like there's a guy who wants to, um, he wants to meet, but he, his fantasy is that I will, he'll just be somewhere and I'll show up as a clown and pie him and walk away. And he's like left there dripping in pie. And I'm like, that's great. I'm happy to do it. But also maybe let's meet first. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like he's, he really wants to do this fantasy. I'm like, okay, but I don't know you. So, mm. but, um, but even then it's like, we can totally do that. But then, then what happens? Because that is a moment and then it's done. Yeah. So I, I get that for him. It's like a, it's almost like a thing that happens to you. It's like the game show thing. But then I'm like, well, I need to come back and there needs to be some sort of rapport, which could be interesting. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get what you mean because like most of the people that I meet to get like messy with, be it clowning, just regular gunging, whatever... I like to think of as most of them are my friends. Yes. You know, I have a relationship that, you know, isn't just about what we both find, you know, horny, etc. You know, there is a little bit more than that usually. But as I say, that's kind of like the starting point, you know, of, you know, the friendship. But, you know, usually spans out to be a bit more than that. Yeah. I I also think there's something to be said about, like kinky friendships were a real big game changer for me because when I first <coughs> having a stroke, when I first um met my first like you know in person kink friend, I was just blown away by how there's no gulf between us. We can talk about anything because everything's on the table. We're like bearing these parts of ourselves that are so vulnerable that you're immediately so much closer. And that was the thing. It felt like to me when you and I met, I was like, yeah, but I've known you for so long. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, we haven't ever been in the same room. And yet I feel like there's this huge foundation of a relationship already. And so I think that is a really big thing for me is all of this stuff involves trust. And I only really want to play with people that I also want to hang out with. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of like a bit 
demisexual in that way, but I've just, I've never liked the idea of playing. Because we used to do a lot of online stuff. Oh, God, yeah, we did. A lot. Which, funnily enough, it's not that I'm, like, opposed to doing that. I just... You need more than that now, though. Well, I don't know. I, I It's not that I'm opposed to it. I just haven't. And I don't know. I used to love role-playing, but I think that's because I was... That was the height of titillation for me. And then getting on camera when I eventually kind of felt uh, confident enough to do that was then more exciting. But yeah, I, I, even that to me is like, well, that is still based on us having lots of conversations before we get there. So it's it's not like I was ever just in the mood for a quickie and then, you know, it, it, there's still something personal about it, which is why I love kink. I feel like this is something that a lot of people don't think about or talk about. And I think kink is kind of forces us to. Mm. He's a clever clown. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. I want to go back to the beginning with you then. So what, what was like, the, what sparked your kinks? What, what kind of was the first thing you remember being like, Oh, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, like going back to like quite, I'd say quite a young age watching stuff on tv seeing stuff you know um on tv shows it was kind of like oh my god i'm kind of turned on and what's happening to my body because a certain part of me seems to like this mm-hmm. and i don't want to be embarrassed by it mm-hmm. and um yeah uh like i think i must like oh, I think there are some very early kind of things that I could, you know, say possibly started it, but I couldn't necessarily say there was, you know, exactly like one moment where I was just like, oh my God, what, you know, what's happened? But it's like, um, like back when I was um, younger, there was a TV show on Saturday mornings called Going Live mm-hmm. and they had a game show on there called Double Dare which had, was big in America and it came over here and um, they had these games called physical challenges where they had to do something and it was usually quite messy and there was one in particular where one of the two players had to put on a pair of clown trousers and then the other one had oh. a um, load of custard pies with a seesaw and they had to launch the pies and the other one had to catch them in the trousers. Wow. And this was one thing that kind of, as I say, possibly sparked the clowning interest uh-huh. because I already had the sort of messy interest, I think, from there. But it was kind of like I would never sort of watch it with anyone else, though. If I watched it, I would have yes. to make sure that I was on my own because yeah. scared of embarrassing embarrassment in front of some, you know, what if yeah. somebody saw me, you know, being excited by this, you know? Now, what dinosaurs were roaming at this time? You can fuck right. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus uh, Rex. <laughs> um, Cheeky bastard. <laughs> but that's why I love you. You can't get me from over here. Um, yeah, I... There are so many things that did that. Wow, that that imagery sounds so cool. I could. I, there is actually a video on YouTube of oh my God, send it part of this, so I will find it for you. Oh my god, I'll have a look. But, yeah, because yeah. those like early game show stuff as well. Like they they loved their slapstick, and I don't know what it is about that that crosses those wires, but. Yeah, I had a lot of similar things, like stuff that I watched. Were, were there any things that like uh, you watched that really stuck in your head like that? I was talking to um, Space Pop Silver about all the things that like really just are seared into our brains. And for us, it's mostly cartoons. Do you have like a few snapshots of things that are just like, you'll never forget that thing that affected you? Um, I think one of my favorite things that I saw happen was in the first comic relief when um, the CBBC presenter Andy Crane got dunked into the gunk tank, which <laughs> this was just like a pool of like green coloured 
like bubble bath. It was mm-hmm. nothing special, but for me, it was kind of. I think I probably had a bit of a crush on him at some point, and the fact that you know, it was it's quite an interesting setup and whatever. Like there were three chairs with Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie either side of him, and um, they were kind of giving him a bit of banter and saying, you know, you've been voted by the kids of the UK as being, you know, the most annoying person and, you know, you're going to end up in there. And um, one of them brings out a shower cap and the other one says, oh, should we give it to him? And then he gets launched out of the chair (laughs) into this, as I say, bubble bath. And um, from a young, again, I wasn't that old, probably about eight or nine. So it was kind of like that was a standout moment. Wow. But then also this was about the same time that things like Noel's house party and that was starting up and mm-hmm. things like that. But again, not something I really watched. Does humiliation play a big role then for you? It does, yeah. Like I think I like I was always told, you know, oh don't go near that, you'll end up getting wet or don't jump in that puddle, don't jump mm-hmm. in the mud or whatever, you know, be clean and whatever. And it's just, oh, you know, and being sort of told to act, you know, as sort of, how to say, um, responsible mm-hmm. as possible, you know, be as nice as possible, be as neat and tidy as possible, you know. But there's moments, you know, when you're a child, you don't want to be like that. But yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't really get the chance. But. Do you know what? Actually, I think I was kind of the opposite. <laughs> I think about that. Actually, I was a bit of a prissy child. I kind of I didn't want to. I didn't want to get messed up. But yeah, I get what you mean. There is. I, I mean, we we talk a lot on this podcast about how kink can really be a way to deal with things that we didn't know how they were gonna feel, and so this is like a safe way to do it. And I've definitely found that like. I've really enjoyed things that I never thought I would do, never thought I would like, never thought I would enjoy or stuff that I was scared of. And so I like seeing what that's like for other people. And I know you are really kind of, um, you love to get it as much as you love to give it. Yes. Would you say you're kind of like bang in the middle in that Uh, sense? Yeah. I always say like I'm versatile to whichever role to play because it can totally depend on who you're meeting with, what you're doing, your mood on the day, you know, things like that. And, you know, there are some people that are con- are just like, no, this is me. I am X and that's all I'm going to do. You know, I'm just going to bottom and, you know, I'm going to be the one that gets it all and mm-hmm. that's it. Whereas for me, it's kind of like, no, I want, you know, either tit for tat or you know, I'll be the one dishing it out and you'll be the one getting it. But then there's always the chance that the tables Mm -hmm. are going to turn. And that's the fun part for me as well, is sometimes not knowing that that's actually going to happen. I just remembered that you're the first person who peed on me. Really? Yeah. In the shower. Mm. (laughs) That's changed. You did did a lot. You've actually, you have have a lot to answer for. (laughs) I am, I'm sure I do. Because smells was something that I was really not into. And that's that's now... Mm. Yeah, that's... I. That's changing. Yeah, I do apologise for that. <laughs> Stinky boys have become more... Yeah, it's like... Well, I don't know. I think it was farts first. Because I was like, I love the pushing of air and the silliness of it. The loudness... Also, the bloating of the belly and then like squeezing out the fart. I I love cartoony proportions and slapstick physics and that kind of thing. So that I already had, but I remember you kind of being like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm about this the the smell as mm-hmm. well." And I was like, oh, yeah, "Yeah, not for me." And then of course, it's a slippery fucking slope, and I'm just sliding all the way to the bottom. It is. It's a slippery slope. With some gunge smeared over it. So. Very smelly as yeah. well. Very smelly gunge. <laughs> and you're going head first. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I like the idea of being made to stink like 
you like being marked with your scent you know oh, what okay I mean? like the thing is i i it's well it's been quite a warmish day today and i'm not smelling too fresh at the moment it's nearly mm-hmm. bedtime well for me it is anyway but <laughs> so i will have a shower probably either before i go to bed or mm-hmm. first thing in the morning but yeah it's you know it's one of those things it's like i think smell is such a you know an attractive thing it's like if it can be good smells as well like don't get me wrong there's aftershave and whatever that you know smells awesome and can turn me on just as much as an armpit or somebody's crotch or their ass is there something as well about the taboo-ness with Maybe the ass, yeah, I'd say. I was, yeah, that's where I was going with this. Ass and fart smell, yeah, that's yeah. kind of taboo. But well, the butt smell, I have to say, I, I don't know. I, I think we're very, as a society in general, we're just a bit. I don't know. I, I think it's a, a bit more taboo than it really needs to be. But I remember you once actually describing to me how bad poo smell and i was like yeah that's not for me and now i'm like oh shit it's coming oh pun in fucking tender <laughs> i know too many people who are into it and they all know that i like to be corrupted and they're all getting their little fingers in my brain and and but and every forget, time i wank i'm getting closer and closer <laughs> don't forget consent is important so only if you are yes yeah, yeah, yeah. happy to do that no, no no i say this with like yeah these these are the friends who I have a really really good rapport with and who know exactly how to push my buttons and 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 everything, and the only reason I've gotten this sort of far towards all these things is because of that like uh, trust and and consent being a huge part of that. Like, um, so the people I'm talking about um, are my friends in Berlin who really uh, introduced me to like my first. Uh, spanking experiences which was just like so wild to me and were also there for me when somebody was being a bit unsafe with me and they took care of that immediately and made a really big point of making sure I was okay and knew the difference um, and that kind of thing so I, I, I say that with with all of that in mind but there is a part of me that's like oh no give it a couple of years like yeah you know I've tried and yeah, it, it wasn't for me, and I will say that, you know. However, I see it, I saw it as a kind of extension to the whole wham side of things, you know. It was mm-hmm. yeah. something that was messy, smelly, dirty. Which it can be. You can simulate it. etc. Well, exactly. And that was kind of, as I say, the whole, the whole thing. It was kind of to try it and, you know, but there were only a couple of guys who I'd ever actually done it with. So, but yeah, it was different. I think, see, I, I thought it would be the smell that would really put me off, but now that I'm okay with a lot of smells, I'm like, Oh no. Well, because also I, uh, so actually I'm, I'm fisting this weekend, but, um, (laughs) I, uh, fisted somebody for the first time at, um, completely spontaneously as well. So I'm I'm gonna go see him again. But um, when we met, it, it was uh, at the Rubber Underground, and I had uh, my ass out because it was very very hot, and I was in my my rubber clown suit. And so a friend of mine asked if he could rim me, and I was like, yeah, sure. So he just sort of rimmed me where we were. And then somebody else was like, oh, can can I rim the clown? And I was like, oh yeah, you can you can you can rim me. And then I'm waiting at the bar to get a drink and I start chatting to this lovely fellow and I'm a bit drunk at this point. So he uh, asks if he can rim me and I'm like, yeah, sure. And then we start having more of a conversation and kiss. And I just remember being like, I'm a bit drunk right now. And that's why this has just happened in the wrong order. But I really, really need you to kiss me first and then remain. Because <laughs> I, this is the first time I've ever tasted arsehole in my life. And it's my own. And that is like, I'm, I'm at a level of drunk where I'm laughing it off. But <laughs> this is, this is new ground for me. And then he's like, well, do you want to fist me? <laughs> like to make up for it. And I was like, okay. 
And man, that was an experience. Like very cool, very like eye-opening. The one thing was that you really do smell that the, the whole room just kind of stinks of ass. And, I can imagine. Yeah. And that was kind of like it wasn't bad, you know, but it was just like you're you're opening up your body essentially. <gasps> oh. I just remembered something about you. Oh. I, okay, I don't want to shame you. I don't want to invite you to my podcast and shame you. <laughs> Why? In front of a live studio audience. Um, what have you remembered? I don't know if you remember this. This was so many years ago. But you asked... You you, you basically told me something you'd like to do. And I was... And, like, I didn't want to kink shame at all and, like, you know, whatever. But I remember I was really taken aback by it and I just it was I I was so not I can't remember I can't remember what we were talking about but whatever it was I was so not ready for it to suddenly go there and it oh, okay. it involved snot oh right oh, okay can we talk about the snot yeah <laughs> so I, I guess that is very much linked into this like taboo bodily fluids thing but explain that to me and where that came from and and have you done what what? it's again it's kind of yuck isn't it but it's part of us it's horny you know i who hasn't picked their nose and eaten it yeah exactly i mean okay i think i maybe did as a child and i'm sure a lot of your listeners are like oh my god yes i have i have I'm sure a lot of my listeners are like, oh, I saw the Scooby-Doo movie, yeah, when he, uh, when they get sneezed on by <laughs> the giant Scrappy-Doo and get covered in snot, and well, I bet all the snot people are going to come out now and be like, all the snot kingsters. Yeah, well, there was, um, again, a Saturday morning show years ago called Gimme Five, and they had a gunge tank that was in the shape of a nose. Oh, that's fun. And somebody got snotted on. And I think that's kind of where it came from. But actually, real snot, though, would be hornier. Would it? Because of that, like, taboo kind of element? Like, it's really come from someone? I think it would. I, I you know, mm. I mean, I don't think I'd be that adverse to it. All right. Look, I'll snot on you. <laughs> I'm sure you probably already have done. Gladly. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> No, oh. You've definitely slobbered all over me. No, I don't slobber <laughs> <laughs> or fart. Oh, yeah, whatever. I have actually farted into the mic on this podcast. Have you? I yeah. Uh, well, I did say that I had restarted listening to it, so I don't know where I am in relation. I don't think I'm that far along, so. You'll well, it, yeah. You'll 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 know it when you hear it. There's a lot of burping that goes on. I don't know. I don't know what, what yeah, that's burping, about. Burping, whatever. That's hardly anything, is it? But... All right, fine. I'll vomit. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably something where I would like totally draw the line. Yeah. So vomit for me. I see a lot of vomit porn kicking around, and I wonder what that is because that to me is very extreme and something else like that is such a like that's not good for you and that's like and also like I know nobody likes vomiting I mean I'm sure some people don't care and some people like it whatever but most people who say like like I really don't like being sick I I really 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 hate it Mm. and it's fine once it comes out but like I hate feeling like it's going to and just that I don't know. That moment when it starts to was so horrifying to me. And and it's always intense. It's always like a full body, stomach clenched, like burning esophagus, you know, burst blood vessels, crying, snotting, you know, it's 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 always like a big fucking thing. So I just can't connect with what that is for people. Yeah, I can't say that any anything like that would turn me on like i'm sure there's a way that i could see it because what i'm learning is you know we all have our sort of kinks 
and we can kind of get to each other's. Mm. We just have to come at it from our own. And I'm trying to think if it would be like a control thing, a punishment thing, a humiliation thing, a gross out thing, or like a taboo thing, or a taking care of thing. And I'm sure somebody can enlighten me as to what it is. And I'm sure it's a lot of those things for a lot of different people. But yeah, that one's a bit like yeah intense. Well, if anyone is listening that is into it maybe they should let us know yeah send me a th- well send me <laughs> not a video email oh yeah i was about to say <laughs> send me a thing what i meant to say was you can send me uh, an email at the big dot, dot pod at gmail.com uh but please don't just send me videos that i really i i don't get that behavior there was somebody on twitter who started messaging me and then he starts sending me pictures of like nude muscular men but it's just like you know whatever completely unprovoked oh and they're not pictures of him they're like from the internet you know they're like just naked random naked dudes and i was kind of like look i i didn't ask for this i don't want to see this this isn't you know my thing at all whatever and he does it again and i was like hey so like i've already made it clear i don't want to see this and he's like yeah but you love it and i was like no i've made this very clear that's that's not for me thanks. You know, I shouldn't have to say it more than once. And then he keeps doing it until I block him. And I'm like, what the, like, why? That is the only reaction you're going to get by, like, I don't understand what the, what are you getting out of this? And then it made another profile and messaged me. And I was like, you're this person, aren't you? And they were like, yeah, but you loved, you loved everything I was sending you. No. Like, No, no, thank you. Yeah. Don't tell me what I do and don't like. Yeah, that that really gets to me because that's a lot of like my sort of, you know, childhood. But also like, why are you trying to push and poke and piss someone off? Or, or I, I don't know what the end game is. That's just like, yeah, I don't know. That really yeah. fucks me off. Consent is sexy, guys. Don't don't be sending people things they don't want to see. Um. Okay, I kind of want to circle back to like the the start of stuff for you because I want to know what your kind of entry into the world of kink was was it you just started playing with people and or did you have like a kind of awakening or because you kind of talked about I would say I'm very clown sexual and sexuality was never really the thing for me what what were kind of those threads how did they kind of come together how do you mean like you kind of mentioned figuring out your own sexuality and navigating that side of things at the same time as knowing that was it that you had vanilla crushes and relationships and then eventually this kind of came into it or was it like out the gate I need to find my people I think it was kind of needing to find my people Mm -hmm. and I think the internet came along at just about the right time for me Oh yeah, because I actually thought, you know, oh my god, am I a weirdo? Am I the only person that is turned on by mm-hmm. any of this at all? Yep. And then along comes the internet, and my god, there was an awful lot of it. And it was honestly one of the first things I I looked at was like custard pies in the face, and mm. to then find that there were so many people into this whole fetish and it was kind of like you know kind really kind of eye-opening and whatever and you know it was refreshing to find out that oh my god I'm not actually you know alone here there are you know so many other people that are in the same position and then started to talk to you know other people and be like oh you know what what are you in you know just how you start any normal conversation you know what are you into you know although back in those days it was usually started with asl on yahoo messenger (laughs) was it um difficult to navigate that world just because i don't know i guess i guess for me it was i i found people but they were kind of hard to get a hold of and it wasn't like it was everywhere, no. the thing that I wanted. So, cause, and, and also just in general, like there was a lot of stuff I didn't know. I, I, you know, sex eds, 
is I think improving, but like there are just a lot of things that I didn't know. I, I didn't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we talk a lot about stuff like this, like, you know, safe sex and stuff we didn't know and even stuff that's more sort of community based and, and there's, that there's a history or a culture around or things that people don't talk about so much. And even, you know, event drop and dark rooms and, you know, cleaning out something I'd, I'd never even heard of. Uh, and I was already like bottoming. Was it difficult to kind of navigate this new world or was it kind of like... It was, there wasn't very much around. So it was kind of like very sort of samey for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I think one of the first people that I met who I'm still in touch with now and haven't met for a little while, but we will still hopefully meet sometime soon. Um, we met on, and it was literally just um, ad, like a page of adverts, like, oh, you know, I'm such and such from here. Um, this is what I'm into, da 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 message me, da, and here's my email address. You know, this was in the days, you know, you could have like, you know, 10,000 hotmail addresses, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. And, um, yeah, and... Ran, you know, got speaking to this one guy in particular, and um, as I say, he was the first guy that I ever did anything with. So it wasn't just the first guy that I ever got messy with. He was the first guy that I kissed, wanked, everything. Wow, wow. that's so cool, though. And it was kind of, you know, amazing, really, to have that. And the fact that, as I say, still, like... 24 years later we're still talking to each other and still meeting up in that did you kind of go through what i did where it took you a while to meet people then um a little bit yeah like the things i i rarely would meet somebody you know after a short time you know you know i'm (laughs) i'm a big talker Mm -hmm. usually and um i just I'm quite talkative, let's say. That's a big talker. That makes me sound like something else. And, um, yeah. And I like to get to know somebody beforehand. Yeah. Because, you know, kind of, as we said earlier, it kind of improves the situation if there's a bit of a friendship, bit of banter, you know, what level the other person's on, etc. And, um, yeah, I, I would rarely meet anybody after a short time. But it's like some of the guys that, um, I've met before, you know, I've talked to you for years before actually getting around to meeting them. Mm. But like I'd say, one in particular, um, we'd, we must have started talking, I was about 2001 or two, and we didn't meet until like, it's been like 2006 or seven. Wow. And we, we talked like fairly regularly. I mean, yeah, I like I did that, and and I mean that's how we got to know each other, and and so many people who are now big features of my life. But yeah, I mean, like, so first kiss and 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 everything was this one person. Yeah, everything was with this one guy. Wow. So it was kind of like, oh my god, you know, that's amazing. So it's to have and like to have that off the bat. And yeah, and as I say, to have, we there was a period where we didn't, you know. We didn't. We knew we lost touch for a while, but then we got back in contact because we were living quite near each other at the time, and it was kind of like, oh, you know, let's um, spark up a bit of conversation. Then we ended up having sesh at his and whatever, and um, yeah, and then we had a couple of regular sessions, and then that was it. I like that this has been a feature. Like, it, it's really nice that this has been a continuous thing in your life because I my assumption when I was younger was just that like I couldn't have all these things and my relationships had to be something else for whatever reason for who I don't know but well when I was in a relationship with somebody vanilla well I say somebody vanilla it he wasn't into any of the messy stuff though this was about the time of the ice bucket challenge thing Mm-hmm. And I did get to do that to him, huh. and I came so very, very close to telling him about it. Oh, 
but he was kind of aware of other things you know he was he um didn't mind me you know sniffing his armpits and things mm-hmm. like that and um he probably should have <laughs> needless to say i gave him plenty of dutch ovens and hot <laughs> richards in bed you know uh-huh. what hot richard is don't you oh god enlighten me think of it what's richard sh- what's the short version of richard oh, god yeah i get it yeah when you're spooning <laughs> And, um, yeah, that was interesting. You filthy whoopee cushion. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, um, and to have, like, to try and turn off the kind of messy kind of t- want, desire as such was very difficult. And the thing is, I, I won't lie, I couldn't actually do it the entire time. Yeah. I was with him. I still had to sneak onto UMD and yeah, message dude. other people. Um, You're telling to keep, me to keep it going. Yeah, I have to. Like, it doesn't go away no matter what you do. And I, I think a lot of people really struggle with that idea because they think maybe I can just bury it, even if it makes me miserable. And and for what? Like, you will eventually also because. In my experience, trying to suppress these things just makes them, you you want to do it more because you're like, what am I missing out on? Mm. Whereas, you know, now I'm clowning up all the time and I'm going to these events and I'm meeting all these lovely people and I'm doing all these fun things that I want to do. Like, you know, I'm just, it's, yeah, I, you, you, you only have your life to live. So there's really no reason to not do the things that you want to do because they will just make you happy. And you know what? Like you do them and then you have realized them. So you kind of go to other stuff and interests kind of come and go, but those things are always going to be a part of you. Mm. And the only way that they're absolutely going to be at the forefront of your mind forever is if you try and ignore it. Exactly. Cause those desires never go away. Yeah. Okay. I'm just being mindful of time. Yeah. So have you got a yay for the day? A yay for the day. Well, um, as you said, I could go back to last week. So yeah, anything. Um, I've been doing a lot of decorating and painting because the house that I live in, you know, we're hopefully going to sell and whatever. And so I can have my own space and that. And um, a friend of mine um, who I work with came and helped me decorate and whatever. And um, he'd never done it before. So it was kind of like me being a bit sort of daddish. Oh, mm-hmm. sounds familiar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> being a sort of like male role model for him for a moment and um, showing him what to do, you know, all the cutting in and everything and what you need to do and explaining about glossing the skirting boards. and Did you gloss that. him? Sorry? Did you gloss him? No, I didn't actually because <laughs> I need to say he's a straight friend. But Ugh, what does that mean? Yeah, I would. And <laughs> the thing is, though, bless him. I even told him that I do like him. Good. And he's but he's kind of like so chilled that it's like not a problem yeah, at all. Whatever. It shouldn't be. And um, but yeah. So anyway, he came, helped me out. And because it was like the one time I'd had a bit of, you know, help, help with it. I actually cried because Aww. he'd helped me. And he gave me a hug. And as you know, my hugs are something but this, you know, was kind of, you know, needed. And it was awesome. That's lovely. I'm so glad you got to have that. And it was kind of... And your hugs are also really amazing. Sorry, could you just repeat that? Sorry, my hugs are... Kind of amazing. Thank you. And anyone else who wants to um, find out how good my hugs are, mm. especially if they've been covered in like a load of shaving foam custard pies, then please contact me <laughs> and I will see what I can do to get that arranged. <laughs> oh my God, the amount of uh, shaving foam I have right now after my session with Doug. <laughs> well, it's kind of like trying to find shaving foam at times can be a bit of a nightmare. Like, 
I joked the other month that I'd caused a one-man shortage locally because I won't... The thing is, I won't buy an awful lot from one shop. I'd buy, like, six cans maybe at a time and then go to another shop, buy about the same. So I've usually got a stockpile somewhere. I don't at the moment, but usually if I've got a session coming up, I'm, I'm fairly, you know, out there... Stockpiling it, squirreling it all away. However, yeah. as I say, I don't have much at the moment. But yeah, it's kind of like trying to find the decent, cheap stuff at the moment is difficult. And yeah, most, I've, most of the supermarket owned brands, though, are pretty good at the time being. I've also got stuck with gel before and been like, this oh, is you what I wanted. <laughs> <sighs> okay, my yay for the day is uh, actually going to be. Um, Bit of a weird one. It's going to be a pleasure drum here in London. Have you been? No. Okay. It's an interesting place. So I had kind of tangentially heard about this place, and my kind of assumption was more that it was like a sex hotel. It, uh, it it's a spa. Officially, they they call themselves like a a, a spa and bar um, in Waterloo, and they're open twenty four seven. And you can basically just go there, get a room for a couple hours, you know, whatever, or literally just hang out in the bar um and so i met a friend who i'm sure you know who was he's from the states he was in uh london just for a couple days and so we didn't have anywhere we could actually go but we really wanted to clown up and i was like do you know what i know that we can go to the pleasure drum let's go there (laughs) and i didn't actually realize that it is an actual spa when they say it's like a like a sauna like it actually is so we're there with like all these bags full of clown clothes and they're like, okay, we need to check your bags oh, if you're going to take them in. No, no, no. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you can check my bags and I'm showing them all this clown stuff. And they're like, you're taking this into the sauna. And I was like, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, okay. I mean, look, we're looking for drugs. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not an issue. It's just clown shit. And I even said to the guy, I was like, is this the weirdest thing you, you, you know, you've seen people bring in here? And he was like, one of, one of. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got the little room, which first of all, isn't a room. And it's like super tiny. So I upgraded to a bigger room. It's very reasonably priced. Really, really cool. Really, really nice in there. But yeah, I wasn't actually prepared for it to be a sauna. So it's like hot, steamy, sticky, dark also which is like an issue for me like I'm trying to do clown makeup and you know I've got this very low lighting um but it was really really fun um we had some fun kinky clown sex uh in this (laughs) sauna and yeah had a really great time so uh my yay is going to be uh the pleasure drum specifically the fun time I had there uh with my friend that was super lovely to see him but yeah it's um it's a cool place and I think it's really, really cool that businesses like that are operating and uh, people have even recommended it for mm-hmm. like, if you're, if you get stranded or something, you can always, you can always go there. And especially for like, um, you know, young queer men, it's a good safe haven. It's a safe space to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was cool. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for doing this with me today. Um, mm. Where can people find you online? Well, UMD, obviously, Recon mm-hmm. as well, all under the same name, Pi Guy UK. It's Pi underscore Guy underscore UK. And that's pretty much it, because I used to be on Twitter, but I deleted that after Mr. Musk took over twat that yep, he is. fair. Fuck so, that. And I won't be going back there anytime soon, because it's the pile of shit now, apparently. It is a complete pile of shit. It's actually really, really horrifying. However, it's like... All I got left because I got banned from Instagram and there isn't uh, an amazing alternative. So you can find me on Twitter at <laughs> Eastota. Uh, anyway, uh, this has been super, super awesome. And uh, I can't wait to see you again soon. No, I know. We need to get something arranged mm-hmm. because we need to recreate that little artwork piece that you did for me. Fuck yeah. That I absolutely adore. With the huge pie and me doing a big fart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we need to do that. <sighs> yes, Dad. <laughs> oh, I wish I could give you a big hug about now. Mm. 
bury your face in my belly. Mm. <laughs> Giving me a big something. Uh, anyway, <laughs> join us next week <laughs> as we go under the big top. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly.